Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic. A podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around it. So I went to see the surgeon and we went into the city on the BART and I had spent time at the very quiet place that Vinny has. And I had, then I was at Vinny's, which is pretty, mm-hmm. pretty calm. We got that. And then we got to the city, which is really intense because I'm not used to cities anymore. No, you're not. And that you had lived in San Francisco for some years. Seven years. And the first time you moved there, you only stayed for a couple months. Yes. Because it was so overwhelming, sensorily and introversionally. <laughs> and so very different than Chicago, right. the Midwest. Not at all grounded, need I say. Mm-hmm. Comparatively. So, but we got, we got to the city and the office was very close to a BART stop and, um, everything was, you know, very nice up there in their office. The person at the desk was not entirely, we could, Vinny and I could not tell if she was following us, what we were saying, because we all have masks on. Mm-hmm. And I say I have an appointment for a consult with the doctor. And then I asked for the restroom key and she asked if I needed my support with me. And Vinny and I looked each other like I don't need you to pee (laughs) okay yeah oh thank you yeah so then she put us in a room right away we even though we were early which I thought was okay that's fine Mm -hmm. and they gave me a robe and a little package which the lady said were panties and I didn't register because she was just being a lady person and then she left and Vinny goes that was totally wrong (laughs) and I said okay and Vinny said panties And I said, oh, I just ignored it. Uh-huh. And I picked it up and I said, and even funnier, they're not panties. It's a backless bra. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it will not go where they want me p- to put it. So um, Vinny said, let, let me have that. And went out to the desk and said to the receptionist, mm-hmm. hey, these are not what you said. And the receptionist said, oh no, that's just the size they come in. It'll be fine. And Vinny was like, Okay, I'm just not going to get my point across. Never mind. Right. You know, because this is very familiar pattern for Vinny. So Vinny comes back and tells me and I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm going to open it because I just can't believe the thing. And so I opened it and it was a very funny looking like half of a tube bra with some elastic, you know? Yeah. And this particular doctor did mention she's been doing a lot of top surgeries lately. Okay. So I left it there on the counter open when the doctor came in a while later, probably like half an hour. Yeah, because um, you were early. She talked to me for a long time and she was really great. Mm-hmm. I really liked her. She was started out, you know, informative, letting me know, like asking me what type of surgery did I want a, a simple meadow or did I want a urethral lengthening? And she does both, but some people don't want a vaginectomy and she only does it with a vaginectomy. And I, I always try to wait till the woman is done talking mm-hmm. because I know this problem in the world. Wait till she's completely done and then talk. Mm-hmm. So I just make eye contact and listen and nod and, and then I, and I say, absolutely. I don't want the extra hole there. Good job. Thank you. I said, I, you know, I find it interesting that she's up on the fact that people don't want the vaginectomy because if I ever had lower surgery, I wouldn't want it. I, I really enjoy having a G spot. You would have to not have a urethral lengthening, lengthening. <sighs> 
Yep. Yeah, because there's problems that happen very frequently right. in comparison. That's why she doesn't do it. Right. And she explained the whole thing. And Vinny could probably tell you exactly oh, yeah. what she said. I'm sure. Vinny could remember the words better right. than me. And then she talked a lot about the surgery and recovery from surgery and every type of complication and what she does if there is one and why she does it that way. It was a bit of also like her coming in and saying she's been mostly doing top surgeries lately, but she had come from Arizona working with the doctor who you know, started this clinic. Mm -hmm. And so she had experience. And I thought, this is just one of those things where a woman has to come in and say, here's all my credentials, but really, because she's a woman. Yes. I realized she's probably very used to doing that and so just does it in a whole mm-hmm. spiel. But I thought, yes, I know. That's why I picked you because I know you know what you're doing. Yes. And I like it. Good job. So there was some of that. And I try to ask questions clearly, which I always try to do. But then as I ask them, if you can see the person's face or something, you can tell if you're making sense. And sometimes I'm not. And I'm very aware of that. So I wanted to know if we could do everything at once or not. Yes. And she, because she had described, there's, you know, She said, well, most often they do. Good. And I didn't have to. I could do a histo, you know, at home and recover and then do that. If I did it that way, she would need them to do some certain things and that could be communicated to the gynecologist here, no problem. Right. But it can be done all at once. It is a longer surgery. And I don't know. I mean, when there's two surgeries, that still adds up to, yeah, you know. I think getting it all done at once, even though it's going to be a longer procedure and possibly a slightly longer re- recovery time, is, is still the better bet. I do too, because what she described about having a surgeon do more things to take out as far as tissue and so forth, seemed to me, yes, you could describe that. But what if your surgeon here got changed, you know, right or something. And it, they already have like teamwork deal going on. I, I think it's a better bet to do the teamwork deal. Yeah. If they already have a, a gynecologist that they work with, then yes. just let them work with that one. So they are supposed to give me the information for that gynecologist. Okay. But that was a Friday. This is only a Tuesday after a holiday. Right. So, so it'll come. Yeah. I did get one email and I forwarded it to you. Yes. And I read it and it makes sense. And it basically says, we haven't forgotten you. We're still working on it. Give us a couple more days. Give us some time. Yeah. We are still proceeding apace. Which they know people appreciate. Yes. So I talked to her about that for a while. She she offered all the information you could have asked questions for ahead of time, really. Right. About how she repairs a fistula, why she does it that way, why it would have happened, how we're going to know. Right. All this stuff. What the percentages are of this or that problem, which Vinny can't help themselves by doing the math. And as soon as the doctor left the room, Vinny said, I had to math that and it's 3%, which seems very low to me. <laughs> like, you know, complication yeah. problems. Yes. Because it sound, depending on how you describe it, it sounds like a bigger deal than yeah. not. And then she stepped out to get some assistance, basically to stand there while she did a physical exam. And that was awkward. And she wasn't awkward. She was no. totally cool and appropriate and very nice. And it seems like it would be like awkward because any exam of your genitals would be the gyno is always awkward. But then she has not just one like the gyno usually has to have but like two separate people watching her and making sure that she's right. And with with the gynecologist, which I pointed out to you last time, there was nobody else there that one time because you talked about that. Right. Yeah, there's almost always somebody else for liability purposes. There wasn't that one time Hmm. I was there during the pandemic. Right. But two people came in, and usually that person, extra person, is on the side or behind you. Mm-hmm. No, they're in front of me. So there are three people looking at her, poking at your junk. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
and Vinny doesn't care, and I don't care about Vinny, but the other two people looked like, hmm, not what I thought I was going to be doing right this minute. And you imagine that, like, they're not new to this either. They probably sit in on five to ten consults per day. Maybe they haven't been in on as many consults for this exam because she's been doing more top surgeries Ah, and would have liked to stood somewhere else. I don't know. But there's not a, you know, this is San Francisco. These offices are old and tiny, yeah. even if they are completely remodeled. Mm-hmm. I don't know, unless the doctor specifically said, stand over here. Right. And then they would have been pretty close to me. Right. Or come all the way in the room, and then they would have been behind me. Right, right. But I just thought, well, this is only going to take a minute, and this is what I came here for. So, so, and I told her, I said, your receptionist gave me these and said they were panties. They are obviously not, and I don't think I really need them. And the doctor picked them up, stretched it out, looked at it, laughed. <laughs> Shook her, head, <laughs> shook her head, tossed them back on the counter and went and got the two people and then, you know, came in for the exam. Right. So she's really good about saying, here's what I'm going to do. This part won't feel as comfortable because I have to do some tugging and poking. And I thought, yeah, I imagined that you did, but I really appreciate that you say that the whole time because some of the guys I've heard make YouTube videos found that doctors did not do a very good job of interacting with them. Yeah. Even guys who had gone to doctors who had been doing phalloplasties, you know, basically be, been doing all the surgeries for all the time. Yeah, but like, it's just an element of professionalism, like for anyone to say, I'm going to touch you here, I'm going to move this out of the way, I'm going to pull and see how much this stretches. Mm-hmm. Well, she was very good about telling me ahead of time. That's good. And then also saying, okay, and now this will be less comfortable before she yanked on me one. <laughs> And I said, ouch. She said, sorry. And I said, that's okay, because... That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. (sighs) So, she asked me things like, do you want a scrotum? And how big size are you thinking of? And here's what you should be thinking about when it comes to that, as far as balancing your, you know, penis with your balls and... Yes. Also, comfort. It seems to me that you're not terribly interested in being super huge. No, but I do want a scrotum because why get one thing and not the other as long as you're getting it all done there? Right. Just, yes, I'd like the whole package. Thank yes. you. <laughs> the whole package. Yes. So she also talked about a Mons lift and she would let me know what she thought about that at the exam. And she said for that, she does that three or four months later. Right. And she described how she did it, which Vinny was very impressed with. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And what that would do is basically take out some of the fat tissue and lift the skin so that then everything would be up and out a little bit more. Right. I think Vinny's impressed with that because Vinny does engineering and also does things like sewing. So yes. these two things. It's add an up engineering to sewing project with skins. <laughs> made sense to Vinny. And, yes. You know, it's always great when things make sense. That's great. Right? I approve. She said that she thought I would want to do that. It's best to wait and see and have everything else heal before she does that anyway. Right. But she would recommend that as an option. So overall, I mean, the whole time, like, all this is happening, I'm leaving home to not catch COVID. I didn't really get to see you. I'm at Vinny's, you know, middle of nowhere place with a few random people that live near there who are all nosy because there's nobody else right there. You know, right. It's like a little small community area. And Vinny hadn't been there in a long time, so it was like it needed some cleaning up before I could really stay comfortably. Yeah. And everything was changing constantly, you know, with all these plans. Right. I was not doing any of the plans. They were all revamped and revamped plans. I couldn't really believe I was going to see the surgeon until after it happened. Yeah. 
So the amount of excitement I might have had wasn't quite there. And also because the insurance is saying, oh, we don't think we're going to let you do that. We yeah. think we're going to make you go somewhere else. I, I don't want to rely on the insurance, so I want to follow both routes mm-hmm. until one of them pans out. Right. But I, so I wasn't like, and I'm not the type that gets as excited like you do. I did get really excited when I was headed to the Cubs game in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I was very excited. Okay. I had to calm myself down. Okay. But for this, I, I wasn't because I, I just was hopeful that it really would happen when I got there. Right. <laughs> That's all I could do. Aww. So afterwards, Vinny and I were going out and I said, I really want to get some boba. So, and Vinny was thirsty, so Vinny, Vinny can't have any sugar in. So, but there was a place around the corner and I had the best ube boba that was so good. So good. Uh-huh. And Vinny had some tea. Yep. And we grabbed some coffee beans from the coffee bean place and went back to the house. Yeah. You had your little post, post-appointment post celebration boba. Yes. That's great. That's exactly what I wanted. And it was right there. And it was so good. Oh, I'm so happy for you. So, so, so good. And all of these things, like you're you're texting me and you're calling me every night, which is the thing we do when one of us is gone. Like when I was in Vegas, I would call you every night. And so when you're in the Bay, you call me every night. And it's just sort of our routine to touch base. And so every day you'd be texting me throughout the day and then you'd call me at the end of the day. And all of these little things would just make me so happy that you were getting to do things. Oh, good. That's good. And it made me a little less lonely. Oh, good. Yes. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Vinny took a nap because that's what happens. And I probably started to take a nap, but I think I was still a little wound up from having my junk pulled on that way and those two people watching it. Yep. Yeah. Wasn't the show I was planning on. I'm sorry. Yeah. We're not going to talk about the show you were planning on. (laughs) Delayed processes. Yeah. Um, But then, of course, then Vinny and I started doing pride things. And at the same time, as we always do, some construction project at their house. Because their house is perpetually in renovation. And you are also a fix-it kind of guy. And so when you get together with Vinny, who is the engineer kind of guy, then y'all do the fix-it-y things. Yes, because Vinny is really good at making the plan and making it work. But Vinny can't always like lift and assemble and do those kinds of things because of their other health problems. And so they make the plan and you do the things. Yes. And I understand the things because I am, I, I know how to do some of that stuff. Well, that sounds like you had a really good weekend. I did. So yeah, I came home and I got to see you and we yes. had masks on. And we had masks on and then I tested you, negative and then we no longer had to have masks on. Yes. But and then, in the meantime, I went to get the boy from his sibling's house. He was staying with child number zero for yes, the weekend. he was. And I had told child zero that I was recovering from COVID mm-hmm. and that the boy at that time had no symptoms and had tested negative. He had all week. All week. Yeah. And when I got there, he started telling me, I'm a little stuffy and my throat's starting to hurt and, and child zeros rolling their eyes because they know this is a oh tomorrow school thing right and i said okay well we'll give you a, a covid test you know he did sound scratchy and child zero said you know i had allergies the other week and i was kind of scratchy for a few days and then i was fine mm-hmm. like they were just like this is my brother being himself yeah good luck <laughs> see ya <laughs> But I got him down to the car, and as he's talking to me, I'm thinking, he needs a COVID test, you know, let me see if I can schedule one by our house, mm-hmm. like at the pharmacy, and I should have put a mask on right away in the car. But I started driving, and then I realized I needed a mask, 
And so we gave him a at-home test right away. Right, because I couldn't get him into the pharmacy. There was no, no available appointments. Right. And um, and the at-home test was very, very positive. <laughs> it was. That's the thickest line I've seen on any of our, our tests. Yeah. Ever. Like when number two had it, when I had it, none of us ever had that thick of a solid line. He probably had it for a couple of days. And nobody knew because he didn't say anything to his siblings because he was fine. There was no school the next day. <laughs> God damn it. I started to feel very headachy this morning and I thought, and last night, but I thought, well, I drove a long time and... And that could also be in response to your monkeypox vaccine. Yes. So I just thought, okay, but um, a little while before the test, I thought, well, I'm going to be disappointed to not go to the East Coast if this test is positive, but I might be really happy to take a nap and that gives me a clue, doesn't it? Aww. So, and I get to be with my wife. Who you didn't get to be with when we thought we would. Yes. And so that's very nice. So now I get to be with when I didn't think so. Yes. Yeah. So it's nice to see you. I cried when you came home. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, still confusing to me. Happy tears are not your I, typical MO, although you do well up occasionally when people say extra nice things about you. Yeah. No, your, your happy tears are really, as you say, your joy overflowing. And I don't know that I yeah. g- g- get that you know much right. emotion uh, in that direction. I'm usually dragging myself out of the other end. Yes. So. That, that is how clinical depression works. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. And they did say I had to be aware that the Paxlovid may affect my medication. Your antidepressant. Yeah, so yeah. be aware of that. Yeah, well, that's good to know. Yeah. But otherwise, I think we're staying afloat. Mm-hmm. We're, we are. You did get a call from the university. Oh, we, we, we almost totally forgot some things <laughs> with our brain fogs. When did you get the call? Were you still okay. here? Were you out there? No, here's the thing. I so, so when I was going over to Vinny's, I needed to get a mattress topper because okay. the bed is really hard and I can't, it hurts my shoulder. Okay. And so Vinny said, I'll just order it from the same place I got mine. That's the big box store with all of the furniture. Yes. Okay. So when I got to Vinny's and un- unloaded the car, including like the shovels and all the extra things I always bring there. Because you all are all the fixity stuff. <laughs> well, and then Vinny says, we should get some. Oh, the gardener took his shovels now that his truck is fixed. Can you bring a shovel? And I said, yes. And I brought three shovels because we have them. Yes. People gave them to us. and We have too many shovels. Not now. They're at Vinny's house. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. So I'm driving to go pick up the mattress topper. Okay. I'm almost there. Mm-hmm. And I see the phone ringing. And it's a phone number I don't know, which I typically typically don't answer, but it dawns on me, this is the area code of the university. In BFE that your insurance might be able to contract with. Right. Okay. So I answered and the person was still there. (gasps) So I pull over and it's the new office manager, care coordinator, I don't know, the person. Yes. Who's in charge of calling the people back. Yes, and for so their backlog. She says, I'm calling people back. I know we have quite a backlog, but I'm calling people back and um, we'll be following up on referrals. And I said, yes, I do have some questions. I, my doctor is sending a referral, has sent it already. And I would like to find out some timeline questions. She said that they couldn't give me too much of a timeline from this point until I had a consultation. She could give me a timeline to the kind consultation is currently three or four weeks. And do you have to fly out there to go to a no, consultation? That's the next thing she she answered. She said they can do it virtually. Does that mean like disrobing in front of the camera? I don't think so, but Okay. <laughs> The other doctor in San Francisco offers virtual, but she told me that if I did the virtual call, I would still have to do an in-person one. Okay. So that's why I really wanted to get to the in-person one. Right, I wanted, right, I wanted right. to just get some real answers. Right. 
can you do this? Yeah. I think the doctor there was a little more focused on, will you be able to stand to pee? Because most people are, and that's not my concern as much. I stand to pee now. I will stand. Yes. It's fine. Yep. I figured out. But she said, they would need me to stay four weeks after the surgery in the area. And I said, my understanding was that with my insurance, they like you to use the care coordinator. Does that care coordinator then help you work with the insurance to cover that extra stay? Because that's a much longer stay than what's described in the general insurance policy right. or contract. And she said, yes, it was her understanding mm-hmm. that that's exactly what the care coordinator is for. Okay. To help you with all of those things and your insurance. Right. She's not saying, yes, it'll be fine. She's saying- We have somebody who works on that. Yeah. Okay. So I got a couple of answers there. I yeah. got the answer of, how long until a consult? Mm-hmm. It's virtual, which I didn't carry either way. They could, I could fly there because I know my my insurance covers that. Yes, right now. Oh my god. Um, For you and your uh, attending care person. Yes. So we would both fly to BFE. Well, I don't know if they would for a consult. Okay. If they, they might only send me for a consult. And then that they absolutely do want me to stay after. Whereas the doctor in San Francisco said they would like you to stay for at least two weeks. So that's a big difference. It is. And she said, you could technically, being that you don't, you know, that, you know, you could technically go home and come back. And I said, that would be too much time in the car. Yes. And there are mountains to go over. Yes. And that could potentially be very uncomfortable. It could. And so she, she agreed that that could be uncomfortable and probably staying would be best if, if that was an option. I said, absolutely is. And I gestured to Vinny. Yes. <laughs> so having a few answers of when a consult might be. Mm-hmm. Yes, we work with, we have somebody who works with the insurance. Like, I didn't even know that the endo's office had an insurance specialist. Because mm-hmm. they don't, you know, you're just wandering around in the dark wondering, am I getting a surgery sometime? And how do I get to it? So it's good to have somebody just answering your questions, even if they can't like give you appointments or give you mm-hmm. more solid details, mm-hmm. just to have somebody be like, yes, we know that you exist and we intend to help you out. Right, right. That's kind of great. Isn't it? So. So I'm I'm hopeful on, you know, with both in roads to my goal, I'm hopeful that I'm getting enough answers along the way that I can make it happen in some reasonable amount of time that I haven't aged so much in between. Oh my God. So. Yeah. We need to get it done before you retire, which is getting closer by the week. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that's a problem. Okay. Yes, having any answers is good, and having any information is good, and it gives you the idea that things are moving in the right direction. Very good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. Me too. And I'm glad you're home. I'm glad I'm home too. I'm sorry that you can't go away again, but that sounds funny and wrong, but... <laughs> <laughs> it sounds I'm like, glad you're here. <laughs> it sounds familiar, dear. <laughs> I talk funny sometimes. Yeah, I understand you. I'm glad. Sometimes. When I don't... (laughs) We ask questions. we very confusedly try to clarify. It's what we do. It's why we're still together. Mm -hmm. I love you. I love you too. So is that it for now? I think so. That's it. We'd love to hear from you. So let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. 
If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. And you were telling me, and I don't know if you remember any of this or if I can just start you on a new topic that you've forgotten was a topic, but... (laughs) (laughs) Likely. (laughs) Hopefully I didn't say their name in there somewhere. I'll pull it if you did. I know. I'm just wondering. Sorry. That's okay. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Ha 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 ha!